0: Hi, Peter Balker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now joining me is Dan Holstein. Welcome Dan. Thanks, Peter. Well, it's good to have you back. And today we're going to be talking about how do you identify strengths within business owners? Because that's really critical, isn't it? Actually, how often do we find people that go out there and they do all their, and I I can only call it stupid shit, that they really don't enjoy doing, they're miserable for it, and they don't pay to their strengths and they punish themselves for their weaknesses.
1: Yeah, yeah, all the time. But it's common, you think about a founder starting a business, they have to wear so many hats. And as they grow, um, they, they can't continue to, to scale if they're wearing so many hats, but they forget you know, they've, they end up having. So all these responsibilities, they feel a level of ownership on these tasks mm-hmm. that aren't their strength area. And sometimes they little bit afraid to delegate, or they've delegated and they've had a challenge with who they delegated to. They probably abdicated. And so they hang on to things when it doesn't work out that are not in their strength area. And it just drags them down and prevents them from being able to move forward on the things that they, they are strong with.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like things that they are strong at, they don't give themselves permission to do the stuff that they're strong at.
1: Well, it's easy. It's easy to do the stuff you're strong at, right? So it doesn't feel like real work. It doesn't feel like no, value. So
0: they think that they shouldn't be doing that. Let's do the stuff that's really difficult, what's really yeah. miserable, and actually is hard work. Where do you think that comes from?
1: I wonder if it's just 20th century work ethic. You know, what, we, what they heard from their parents. Well, you know, honest day's work for honest day's dollar or honest day's pay. You um, got to work, work hard. hard for your money. Got to work hard for your money, right? If you don't, it's, you know, easy money it has a really negative connotation. So it could be something to do with that as well. Or they just don't see line of sight, like the connection between if they were to give up some of the things that they don't enjoy and they're not that great at, where they could redeploy their time. They're in a, I think it could be perpetual habits as well. If they've been doing it for so long, they don't really see another way out of it.
0: Do you think also they don't know how to identify what their strengths are? Absolutely, yeah. They don't teach you that at school, do they? They don't sort of say, okay, let's look at you as a person. Let's see what your key gifts are, what your key strengths are, and let's develop you around your gifts and strengths. It's like, no, no, you're the same as every other kid. Let's treat you the same as every other kid and let's just carry on doing the same for everybody.
1: Well, we think traditionally, it, yeah, it's along those lines. And traditionally, it's like, okay, if you're good at math, but you're not good at English, it's like, let's really focus and get you better at English. It's like, well, why? Why not just focus where the strength is, become really good at math and functions and relations and, and algebra and all the rest of it, really dig in, right? And become great at those things. And then what happens is we end up struggling on something and we feel bad about it, because it's not our area of strength, it's not our area of flow, it's difficult. We're, we don't have skill, we don't want to develop skill in it, but we have to do It so we're, we're taking an insurmountable or an inordinate quantity of our energy towards something that we don't want to do, anyways.
0: And then we wonder why we suck and we're miserable. <laughs> can't, it's imagine, true why. <laughs> can't imagine why. So, how do you help entrepreneurs with this?
1: Well, a couple of things uh, I like to do we, we've talked about different assessments and things like that, like wealth dynamics that help to uncover, uh, you know, where your true, um, you know, brilliance is and what you do.
0: Explain to the audience what wealth dynamics is because many people that have. So
1: sort of tuned in, probably don't know what it is. Okay, sure. So Wealth Dynamics is uh, by Rod, uh, Roger James Hamilton, I believe it yep. is. And it's an assessment that um, can help you uncover where the, the things that you're really, really good at, those areas uh, of your life and, and business where you can make the most impact. And you do that because you're in a great state of flow. Your energy is high during those times you're engaged in those activities. It's easy. Time goes by really quickly. And you're just really, really good at it. Right? So the whole concept is, let's determine what those attributes are, what those focal areas are with our clients, have the business structured so they can pour more and more of their time and energy into those areas so that um, they can accelerate and grow and enjoy the process. Absolutely. Not have to do some dumb stuff that they don't enjoy doing.
0: And you know what the worst thing is? Very often, the reasons that organizations do not flow is because the teams do not flow. And very often, it's because the entrepreneur thinks that they have to do this stuff that's difficult and hard they hire employees when they bring them on board that perhaps are not in flow. So you end up having an organization where quite often you run the danger of many people doing stupid shit, doing it badly, doing it slowly, and actually doing it in misery.
1: But it's no surprise. So if you think about it, many business owners haven't really uncovered what their area of flow is, right? Many team members, maybe staff have never done that as Mm. well. And they, they see a job opening, it looks like a great company, interesting culture. You know, they're gonna get out of their comfort zone a little bit for that job that they're, they're applying for, for that function. It may not be in their area of flow, but they can do it. Right? They have some skill in that area, but they don't totally love it, so their energy, it's showtime, right? You get a new job, in the first couple of months we can fake it, fake the energy that we're... But you not, can
0: fake it for three months.
1: That's it, and then you're gonna re- resort back to past behaviors, right? You're gonna get back into your Absolutely. pattern, and then now we're not performing at a high level.
0: And that's where we notice when we hire people, and it's happened so many times to people, to businesses out there, well, I've heard so many stories where they've hired someone, that someone happens to be really good for three months, and they have they've, they've thought they've nailed it. And all of, all of a sudden, for no particular reason, that person's just gone off a cliff. It's not even been slowly. It's just been, and they've just bombed out. Yeah. And it is literally that they've come to the point where they can no longer fake it. They've defaulted back to type. The type isn't their strength in that particular job. And that's it. That's it,
1: yeah. And then they're sort of the, uh, the fantasy is over, and then now we're having a tough conversation with them about their role. Well, we've lost three months or, you know, but it depends how it may start happening at three months that the performance starts to suffer. The business owner may not address it right away. No, so absolutely. we get f- maybe three months of pretty good performance, and then however long before that gets addressed and then dealt with and the next steps implemented, shifting them off or releasing them to pursue success elsewhere.
0: Well, very often what happens is they're waiting for the person to bounce back, aren't they? Yeah. They're thinking, okay, that person isn't performing. Tomorrow's going to be better. The day is going to be better. And you could be waiting two or three months before you're thinking, hold on a the minute. They're not bouncing back.
1: Well, that's, that's the role of, of the owner and leadership to try to help their team grow. Mm. But in the wrong context of trying to help them grow into something that they can't do well and they don't want to do well anyways. So it's kind of a recipe for disaster. And that's why a lot of our clients, they, uh, they, they use assessments when they're hiring. Right, some psychometric tests and things like that to find out what is the true behavioral style and personality style of this individual. Is the role really a fit? And there's there's many assessments. Wealth dynamics is one. There's some where you can actually create a scorecard for a particular role and you can run them through this the uh, candidate through the test and see where they score, where they're off the you know, off the charts and where they're where there's a really good fit. It helps.
0: But really, before we do any of that, it all starts with the entrepreneur, the business owner. The, yep. business no, no, the business owner really needs to understand themselves first, right? Absolutely. Before they can start understanding other people. Yeah. So people tuning in, if you were to give them three bits of advice, what would it be?
1: I guess the number one would be for their, um, to, to, to take some kind of an assessment or speak with their coach or a mentor. Find somebody that can give them really good, honest reflection about how they're showing up to what they're doing. Um, you know, it's do they do they get involved with a, with a line of business that maybe doesn't suit them? I've seen that a lot of business owner has a particular skill, they grow a business around it, but they're miserable because they don't enjoy what they do mm-hmm. every day. So one would be that self awareness piece. The next would be sort of the, some of the self work is being okay with letting go of some of the things that are maybe perceived as where their value comes from. Like we have to recognize the identity. If we have uh, the business owner has an identity of working hard, well they may continue staying in some of those behaviors even though they've got the awareness that they probably should shift. And the third thing would have be to have some accountability, have a path to get from where they are to where they need to be in terms of making that behavioral shift, and you know, getting onto the the activities in the business that are really going to help them help them grow, and being okay with it. A bit of permission and self-acceptance. That's okay to do the things that are easy that come to you naturally.
0: And for a number of my clients, I know that over the years, this whole identity piece, a lot of it does stem from values that have been drummed down from family, etc. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, sometimes your brain needs to be reprogrammed. And sometimes that does require seeing a professional. Whether it's a psychotherapist, psychiatrist, whatever, is actually being at peace with it's okay to change. And sometimes we do need help to change. But Dan, that's been fantastic. Thank you for coming on. If anything we've talked about today resonates with you, you want to look at how you can start assessing yourself and your team, and you want to get started, head over to balka.com and get in touch. Dan, thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. And always remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.